0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. This year has gone by incredibly quickly, but it's always nice to pause and take stock. What's something you're proud of in 2024 so far? What's something you still want to accomplish this year? I know I'm guilty of falling into a routine and not always thinking about the bigger picture. But as the great Ferris Bueller once said, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you can miss it. So it's crucial to take a moment to celebrate your wins and make adjustments for the rest of the year. Therapy can help you contextualize your progress and set achievable goals for the next six months. As you surely know by now, it's not only for people who have experienced major trauma. Therapy is helpful in all kinds of ways, including learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. If you've been considering trying therapy, check out BetterHelp. It's fully online and was specifically designed to be flexible and customizable to your schedule. To get started, just fill out a brief questionnaire that matches you up with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Take a moment. Visit BetterHelp.com FilmDaily today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash FilmDaily.
1: For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slash Home Daily for Thursday, May 19th, 2022. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Star Wars Celebration 2022 and speculate wildly about what might happen. This is Slash Home Editorial Director, Peter Soretta and joining me on today's this podcast is Slash Home Editor, Brad Oman. Hey, that's me. So, Brad, you and me are going to Celebration. It's in Anaheim this year. Uh, It was supposed to be in 2020, but let's not talk about that. Uh, So so, uh, many Star Wars fans have been waiting years, many years. Uh, When was the last Celebration? Uh,
2: That was, I believe, 2019. uh, And that was before Rise of Skywalker came out.
1: And you were at that one.
2: And that was actually the first and only one that I've been to. because It's always been somewhere where uh, I would have had to like fly to it to go myself. And then usually when it was like in Anaheim, it was easier for you to cover it because you just live just a short ways away. And so you would go cover that yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you if you had any good memories of Celebration Past, but before you tell me yours... Brad, of your one celebration, I well, I should say, I, I, it's not like I have a, like a long history of celebration. I wish I could be like one of those people that's like I was at celebration one or something like that. But it like didn't, I don't know. Growing up, it didn't make sense to travel to a convention. I don't know. It just seemed like a weird thing, and uh, I always like spent, uh, saved up my money for that one trip out of the year that was more of like a vacation. And uh, I I only started going to Celebration after, you know, I was covering stuff for Slash Home. And I I covered all of the ones since Disney acquired Lucasfilm, except for the one that you went to in Chicago. Um, But I will say, you know, I have many great memories of of being at Celebration. I even went to the one in Europe. um, And uh, I think my favorite memory is being in that hall when they showed that trailer it was the the one for Force Awakens, where uh, Han Solo and Chewbacca come into the Falcon for the first time. Say Chewie, we're home. And it was like just being in that room for that moment was was just so cool. Uh, but it, what what uh, what even happened at Chicago in twenty nineteen?
2: Uh, so in 2019, that was when they announced the uh, they showed the first teaser for the movie. And that's that's when they announced the, the actual title for the movie, because up until that point, there hadn't been a title uh, for for episode nine so that they revealed that. Oh, and, yeah, uh, that was when we all found out that the emperor was officially coming back and they brought Ian McDiarmid out on stage um, In after they showed the first the teaser for the first time. uh they had Ian McDiarmid come out and like, they shined the spotlight on him and in his Palpatine voice. He said, he said, roll it again. <laughs> yeah. And it, yes. And so it was, that was a lot of fun, even though uh, like, it's, it's yeah. one of those interesting things where like, even though I ended up being ultimately super disappointed with rise of Skywalker, <laughs> yeah, those memories are that still, moment so, was so, so cool. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and th- that year was the year that they kind of rolled out Mandalorian. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah, that yeah, they that was when they they played the first uh first ever teaser trailer for The Mandalorian and like showed off uh concept art and clips and stuff like that. So yeah, that was that was a big thing too.
1: And I remember none of that was online. I mean, well, by saying none of it was online, some people leaked footage, but it wasn't officially. <laughs> online. Yeah, yeah. So oh, at celebration, they they often do well. They often will show footage that doesn't end up. You know, I talked about a trailer premiere, which ended up being online. You know, at the exact same second. But uh, oftentimes they'll show stuff that doesn't end up online officially. So that's yeah.
2: cool. Kind okay. of a a bittersweet thing for me too. Was uh, I actually. Um, uh cross paths with peter mayhew uh in uh my hotel uh during celebration and he unfortunately uh passed away later oh, that, yeah. like, later that year
1: yeah yeah that's uh well uh did did you end up saying anything to him?
2: i did i just i i met him very quickly i just kind of like quickly introduced myself and like you know said you know just yeah. thanks for you know your contributions to star wars and he was you know very very appreciative
1: yeah okay well it's been uh three years two years since the postponement of this it's happening i guess let's let's start by previewing the panels and before we get into the panels and before we speculate about what's going to be in these panels there was this vanity fair article that came out this week and revealed a lot about the future of star wars do you think there's any big news left for us after that after that article
2: Um, yes. Uh, It it,
1: it was an easy loaded question.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whether or not uh, it's stuff that will be announced at Celebration remains to be seen. But yeah, there's obviously plenty that hasn't officially been announced yet. uh, Some stuff that we know about that has been like circulated in the trades and like entertainment news and then other stuff that we haven't heard of at all yet.
1: Yeah, well, I hope that we get, and we're gonna get to see stuff. I think, I think we're gonna get to see stuff that has never been seen before, and we'll talk about that in just a second. So on Thursday, the the big opening panel, uh, Lucasfilm usually comes out strong with like their biggest panel on the opening opening day of of celebration. Why I don't know. That's just like. Usually, like, at Comic-Con,
2: the biggest day is, like, Saturday. Yeah. It's kind (laughs) of nice, though, because they're like, you know what? Let's get out of the way, and then you can enjoy the rest of your weekend.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So Thursday opens with the Lucasfilm Studio Showcase. And uh, the description of this is Star Wars Celebration Returns, launching with a must-see showcase that will kick the weekend's festivities into hyperdrive. Lucasfilm's current crop of live-action filmmakers will be joined by special guests to discuss the many Star Wars adventures coming soon, including Obi-Wan Kenobi and or in the Mandalorian. Well, it says live action, so mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to get any like animated stuff there or like um you know, parks or virtual reality games or anything like that. Um what do you expect to see here? Like it, it, they mentioned the Mandalorian, but there's a panel later on in the, the convention called Mando Plus. Yeah. Which I feel like we're going to get a lot of the Mandalorian there.
2: Yeah, I I think that's that's a good uh a good guess i feel like the mandalorian stuff like maybe they'll just uh maybe that'll be when like they reveal like a the first teaser for season three or something like that or like maybe like even just like a poster or concept art and then they'll have a maybe a show some exclusive stuff that like won't make it online at the the mando panel on saturday
1: yeah um i guess um well Kathleen Kennedy said in that Vanity Fair article that the next Star Wars film coming to us on, on the roadmap is the Taika Waititi movie. We don't know much about it. We don't know a title. We don't even have a release date, do we? No. I don't think we do. No. Do you think we're going to learn any more about that on Thursday?
2: Um, I I hope so. And I feel like it's probably a safe bet because like part of me thinks that the reason Vanity Fair had that exclusive is to like, tease that so that when stuff comes on uh during that panel on thursday that it's not like quite as big of, of a surprise like it's like oh this is the movie that we only heard a little bit about and now we're finding out a lot more about it so um i w- you know i i don't know what they can show necessarily because like it's not in production yet or anything like that so maybe maybe some concept probably art.
1: concept art or yeah. maybe well they could reveal a title they, they could, could uh, re- they could reveal, reveal a title. the concept
2: yeah, Star Wars is one of the rare things that where when you reveal a title, it does create some some intrigue. But at the same time, because this like these new movies are essentially supposed to take us into a new era of Star Wars that isn't related to the Skywalker saga or anything like that, I'm not sure a title would really tell us anything about this movie.
1: <laughs> well, maybe if it's a title treatment. Uh brad m- maybe it is the star wars logo in the title and the star wars logo looks nothing like the star wars logo that we know because it's taiko atiti and that would be, uh, be pretty
2: bold that would be pretty bold
1: um i i expect we're gonna see a lot of andor because that's like the next thing after obi-wan coming down the line yeah the big shocker for me is that Obi Wan Kenobi was supposed to debut on May 25th, the Wednesday before celebration, which would have given everybody at the convention t- like time to watch it, the first two episodes, and then go to the convention the next day and talk about it and have fun. But now it's debuting on Friday, you know, Thursday, th- Thursday night at midnight, and uh, they're having a preview on Thursday of I, I guess they're I mean they're t- teasing that there's Obi Wan Kenobi. I suspect i i don't know but i suspect that there's going to be some kind of secret like maybe the i mean this is only an hour and a half so i don't like do you think they'll screen the first episode
2: there well the first two episodes are what's debuting on disney plus so yeah if they're going to show show it i'm sure they'll show both episodes and i feel like it kind of makes sense like it it would be weird if they pushed it back to the Friday during Celebration and they didn't give fans an early like sneak peek at, by showing the, both episodes the day before their release. Like I feel like that is the best reward for for Star Wars fans who have been waiting for Star Wars Celebration to come back and who are excited about Obi Wan.
1: Yeah, I would be more shocked than not if there wasn't a screening of Obi Wan's first two episodes at Celebration on that Thursday. At some yeah, it point. Would, but it's it not on be- the schedule.
2: It would be weird. It would be weird if it didn't happen.
1: Is there uh, anything else? Do you think Damon Lindelof, who. Uh, that hasn't been confirmed by Lucas Home, right? It was reported.
2: Yeah, it only got reported by
1: uh, someone. I forget who.
2: It started at the Ankler, I think, which is like a subscription news uh, platform or like newsletter. An, from, an
1: email newsletter, yeah. Yeah,
2: from Jeff Snyder. Uh, and so, yeah, that hasn't been confirmed or anything like that yet so I don't know if they're in a position to like announce new projects yet when they haven't necessarily officially (laughs) confirmed details about the other ones that are probably coming first
1: yeah it seems like Kathleen Kennedy is a little bit gun shy which is understandably so after she's made all these announcements and like you know filmmakers drop out projects don't happen uh you know even in that Vanity Fair article there's like a quote about how they're not saying trilogy anymore to things yeah. Even though they probably would like to make a trilogy of things, <laughs> Do you know what I mean, uh, but they, they, you know, it, it seems like they're very non-committal at this point. Especially, they even mentioned the Feige thing, the Feige project. That's. Do you think we're gonna learn anything about the Kevin Feige project?
2: Um, you know, I don't know because like Michael Waldron recently talked about um, that he was in the middle of writing it, but in, I think in that same Vanity Fair article, Kathleen Kennedy didn't confirm or like and kind of halfway denied that like they have anything in the works with kevin feige right now so i don't think that they're no. ready to say anything about that yet
1: by the way i've heard that's bs i, I just want to say that I, I i can't say what i've heard but i've heard that like i think it's just that she doesn't want to commit
2: to anything oh, it, she doesn't oh,
1: want to promise anything yeah because it it, it is go, like stuff is happening
2: right now No, yeah, yeah i mean i mean michael Waldron has like openly talked about the fact that yeah. he's writing it you know so like it's a real thing I, he she's just she's clearly holding back
1: yeah okay uh i'm gonna breeze through a couple of these panels also happening on thursday attack of the chords the music of episode two with david w collins attack of the clones is my least favorite of the star the skywalker saga uh movies um what is your feeling on attack of the clones because it's celebrating an anniversary here
2: yeah i mean uh I I liked Attack of the Clones when it came out. You know, I I like it for like a lot of really childish reasons. I love all the lightsaber stuff. <laughs> um, you know, I and that's pretty much it, I guess. <laughs> um, you know, like you don't
1: like the you don't like the goofy romance. <laughs>
2: there's there's some big uh, action pieces. I love John Williams' score. The I mean the the love theme across the stars that he made for Anakin and Padme is is gorgeous. Um, but yeah, there's just there's just not a lot to like about Attack of the Clones, but like the, the, the inner kid in me still loves all of the big action set pieces and the lightsaber fighting. Yeah.
1: So you're going to be at this convention covering stuff for Slash Film. Are you going to be at this panel?
2: Yes, I will be at this panel. I'm I'm going to be covering all the uh the big panels. You know, even if I'm not particularly excited about Attack of the Clones, we'll we'll see if some interesting stories come out of it and what what happens.
1: What about uh? Okay, Lucasfilm publishing stories from a galaxy far, far away. So obviously this covers. The gambit of the books and the comics and everything that's like you know, uh, written uh, is what. What do you think we're gonna get from here? I think probably more High Republic stuff.
2: Yeah, it's, there's definitely High Republic stuff that they're gonna talk about. I'm sure there'll be some like other kid focused books too as well because they have just a whole range of books ranging from young kids to young adult to um, full grown uh, novels. You know, for uh, for adults. And so there's going to be a lot of stuff there. I haven't kept up with the High Republic stuff, uh, to be honest. So like I'm I'm certainly not in in that. Yeah, with me us. Too. But we will we will have some coverage of that. I mm-hmm. won't be covering that panel. We have somebody else who will be covering that panel. But uh, we'll we'll see what uh, yeah. what news comes out of that
1: uh and mcdermott you you mentioned him earlier he appeared at your last celebration he's doing an audience with the emperor which i'm sure there's not going to be any like big news is that going to be something you're going to attend
2: yeah i'll be there for that just i think it'll be cool just to hear him uh him talk about playing palpatine and just the cool anecdotes from the past and present
1: yeah uh star wars collectibles update from lucasfilm's brian merton and this uh involves everything from prop replicas to statues and more I mean, that's one of those like panels that like I'll like read Brad if you have a rundown of this panel afterwards, or if something like you know I want to see the photos and stuff, but I'm not sure if I need to be there for it.
2: Yeah, sometimes these panels can be fun because they talk a lot about like the the making of these items and like the work that goes into it, which kind of fascinates me as a as a collector of certain uh, memorabilia. Uh, But yeah, usually like this is the kind of thing where all the important stuff that like you want to hear about as far as new collectibles and replicas that are coming they, they almost immediately like send out a press release you know afterwards with all the details so we'll i'm sure we'll we'll find out about the, the cool stuff and uh cover that in some capacity
1: yeah and if that lucasfilm uh publishing panel isn't enough for you they also have a panel on the high republic which uh is going to be hosted by the host of the high republic show and it's going to have all the authors who are part of that initiative and I'm sure we'll learn more about. Uh, it says there's some all new announcements and reveals from Phase Two, Quest of the Jedi. So we'll learn about that there. Friday, May 27th opens out. It, it seems like the biggest panel is the morning panel of the day, yeah, which yeah, is also always,
2: it's always first thing in the morning.
1: Yeah, which is also so weird because that's not what happens at Comic-Con or other conventions. But um, it's interesting how different conventions approach things in different ways. So on Friday, it opens with Light and Magic. This is – it's going to be like a sneak peek at – Light and Magic is – what is Light and Magic? I guess they haven't even officially announced this. There's a panel.
2: No, no, they have. They have announced uh, what, Light ma- what Light and Magic. is. What Light Magic is? Yeah, Light and Magic. Um, it is a, a new like documentary, right? Yeah, it's a new Lucasfilm series uh, that will focus on, um, the uh, the work of Industrial Light and Magic, the special effects house that is responsible for creating all of the ma- movie magic of Star Wars, from the the miniatures to uh, virtual production, visual effects, animation, all this stuff. And so it's a uh, It's executive produced by Brian Grazer and Ron Howard. It's a six-part series. Uh, They're going to play, I I think, just the first episode, maybe the first two episodes. I'm I'm not sure. But uh, they're going to preview it at um, Celebration and then it premieres on Disney Plus on July 27th.
1: Yeah, and uh, Howard's going to be there. Lawrence Kasdan's going to be there, and there's going to be a ton of VFX titans. Dennis it may Murin. not be
2: entire episodes. I might, I might have just thought <laughs> yeah. that for some reason. But the, at the at the very least, they're going to provide some kind of sneak preview. And then, like people like uh, Dennis Muren and Phil Tippett and Joe Johnston are all going to be on the panel too.
1: Yeah, it's only an hour panel, so I'm not sure they could premiere a whole episode. So I think it'll be like some clips and maybe a trailer or something. Um The Summer of Lego Star Wars. I know you're kind of a Lego guy. I've kind of gotten out of it because I just don't have the room.
2: And it's and they're so they're so expensive. It's crazy how expensive some (laughs) of these sets are. It bugs me so much.
1: I will say I I do like that new series that they're doing where it's kind of like a scene. It's kind of like the same thing that the Funkos have been doing where they're recreating a scene. Yeah, they're from like, like the Star Wars movies. Yeah, they're like
2: dioramas. They have they have the the trash compactor, uh, the Dagobah swamp, and the Death Star trench run. I think is the other one.
1: Yeah, so this is where Lego is probably going to announce some new stuff and um, talk about the Skywalker Saga video game, which I've heard is very good. I haven't played it. Have you played that game? It-
2: no, same here. I, I have played Lego Star Wars previously, but I haven't played yeah. this new version. But uh, I have heard that's really fun.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> on on uh, Friday, they're also having Lucasfilm Publishing behind the page, which I guess is going to be uh, a look at like some of the upcoming titles from Abrams, DK, Inside Edition, and more. So that's like the n- I don't know how you describe that nonfiction, not nonfiction, but like not narrative fictional book so it's like um the stuff i like to collect like the art of or the um the stuff going into like um uh the lore and stuff like that. I, i'm hoping for a new uh, star wars encyclopedia they haven't made one of those in over a decade that'd be cool uh, but i don't yeah, know anything.
2: now would, now would be a good time too and uh before they start to expand the universe yeah
1: that's the only that's the one thing i want to complain about uh is that when they produce all these books like they do the art of uh you know rise of skywalker for instance they aren't able to get they they're worried about leaks and spoilers and yeah. they, they do not be able to they're not able to cover like the full breadth of the film they only cover up to a certain point and they leave the spoilers out of there so it, it always seems like it's like the that stuff kind of doesn't get covered until the eventual like all encompassing like th- more more like you know, covering the star like uh I-, I can't think of the names of the books, but I'm hoping they they do more stuff like that, like so that we can we can get more stuff like
2: that. Uh, yeah, if more, if anything like, Yeah, if anything, like what I would love to see them do, because like they um they didn't have these books quite as extensive as they did when the original trilogy was being made, like you can find making of books, but they're not as comprehensive as like the ones that JW Rinsler did. Um, uh, and unfortunately Rinsler, uh passed away. So we don't have him to do these kind of comprehensive books for uh, the, yeah, the movies anymore, which is a bummer. Cause I, I really would love to have seen like he, did, he has these three huge uh, books that he did for the original trilogy on the making of like the most comprehensive books about each of the movies. And I wish that he would have been able to do something like that for force awakens and last Jedi. And Rise of Skywalker. I actually oh. think he was Well, well do- Brad he
1: he did do something like that for Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah, but then they can release. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that that material because it was it was completed. It was him and another author and it was never released. Now, I'm I'm guessing it's because it teed up, you know, who Ray was and that kind of stuff. Like they didn't want that information out.
2: Yeah.
1: But I don't know. Now's the time, right? Yeah. It's especially,
2: over. Yeah, and especially now that he's passed away, I feel like he would like for all that work he did. Like just, just release it.
1: Yeah. Um, Star Wars: Attack of the Clones 20th anniversary. I, I think we both said that we're not super excited for this, but I'm guessing they're going to have Hayden and they're going to have yeah, Oliver. like the,
2: the cast will be there, you know, yeah. and they'll talk about. I I do wonder. I I sincerely doubt it, but it would be a huge surprise and kind of interesting if they could get George Lucas to come back, but. <laughs> That would
1: be awesome. You know, actually, I know this is a sidetrack, Brad. We we all, I always get sidetracked on the show. But I was thinking the other day, do you think George Lucas will ever come back to Disney to do a special edition of the prequels?
2: Uh, I sincerely doubt it because I feel like with the prequels, like – Unlike the original trilogy, like he had the technology, he wanted to do what he wanted to do at that point. And even though visual effects, and it was
1: it was very early technology, like was. you could spend like a little money, and by a little money, I still mean tens of millions of dollars to finish some stuff and make it look.
2: Yeah, I just think that. I mean, so, so technically, I guess he really can't. Do that anymore? If like, yeah. unless Disney let him, and I just feel like both he and Disney probably know that if they did do that, it probably wouldn't be the most exciting thing for fans. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I mean, maybe if he still owned the company, like you're, you're saying, Disney's more about the dollar, and they could see uh, maybe a special edition of those prequels. Although it seems like nowadays. The new generation that grew up with the prequels, like the prequels, are in a renaissance. It feels like,
2: yeah, and also yeah. technically, we kind of got a special edition in a way of at least the Phantom Menace because oh it, the 3D because well that well no no well not the the 3D release is something different but. They expanded the podcast, uh, the podcast, the pod race sequence um, for, for episode one on the home video release. And then they also replaced the puppet Yoda, the original new puppet they created and replaced it with their <laughs> digital Yoda. So in a way, we already have a special edition of Phantom Menace. Yeah.
1: You know, I don't love CG Yoda, but I do point to the episode one puppet Yoda whenever everybody's like, oh, young Younger Yoda should have been a puppet. I'm like, oh, they tried that in episode yeah. one. It did not look good.
2: Yeah, it was. I don't even know why they like made him look a little bit different either. Like it was so weird.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So then there's the Star Wars merchandise sneak pre- peek. And this is Disney Parks and Shop Disney. This one I'm more excited about because the stuff that's been coming out for Disney Parks for the Star Wars merchandise, and we can talk about that in just a little bit, uh, has been actually. It's it's surprising because you think the stuff in the parks would be for more mainstream audiences to appeal to, you know, tourists and so yet. But it's like it, it's like the deep dive stuff that Sideshow is not even making. Yeah. Like I just bought the um the Darth Vader Pyre helmet. The one they uh, Kyle, Kyle, uh, Kyle, Kyle, (laughs) big fan, Kylo uh, Ren is speaking to in Force Awakens and the other movies. Um, And that I I think one company made it for like two thousand dollars or selling it in the parks for three fifty. Still expensive, but not two thousand dollars expensive. But uh, yeah. Uh, Are you going to be covering this panel?
2: Uh, I don't know if I will be covering it necessarily if I have time I will try to check it out but it just depends on what else yeah. that I have going on because I, I still don't know stuff that like uh maybe I need to check out like on the show floor and like certain interviews <laughs> and stuff like that so we'll we'll see what happens
1: um, okay the next panel is the virtual reality making of IOM x Labs tales from the galaxy's edge I still haven't played this I've only played the Vader immortal you'd think I would have played this because I'm such uh, obsessive about galaxy's edge but you have played the game uh i think it's over right like they aren't making more of these yeah
2: they did a two-part thing and like that was the the end of it i don't know if that came about suddenly or if like they just decided that like they didn't didn't want to do more and like put it under the the tales from galaxy's edge umbrella but yeah they did a a two-part um game on uh in vr and it's 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 really fun it's it's very enjoyable they, they do some really cool stuff in it um and like i i've i've reviewed both parts and like we even interviewed like the creators behind it so you can feel free to seek that out on slash from we'll put it in the show notes too
1: yeah so i think this is going to be more about like the making of than any teasing anything upcoming but maybe you never know um this panel i think you might be excited for brad Hasbro's star Wars panel. They always announce some big stuff when they have a celebration panel. Uh do you have any idea do you have any predictions of what what we might find? Oh announced? gosh.
2: No, not at all. Like it, it's so hard to predict what they're going to do because sometimes they pick such like random characters and <laughs> stuff like that. I wouldn't be surprised if they use celebration to introduce like whatever their next Hazlab project is going to be. They they've typically announced uh those big crowdfunded projects at Celebration and uh Comic Con and stuff. So they'll probably announce whatever their next big initiative will be for that. Um so yeah.
1: yeah I wonder what that would even be.
2: I think that, I mean- that and they, they really need to deliver because the last one they did got some serious backlash because it was a it was a, a, a scale size black series. I think it was black series. Uh maybe maybe it was just vintage collection scale, but it was it was a, bi- a big old Rancor and it was way too expensive for what you got. And a lot of the fans were pretty disappointed and it didn't even make it to um, the level that it needed to be able to get made. So that was their <laughs> first big one that blew up in their face. So I feel like this time they got to deliver something that fans are going to be excited about.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, from a galaxy far, far away to a Disney park near you, I'll be there probably. And they'll be talking about uh galaxy's edge, the star cruiser the hyperspace lounge that's coming to the Disney cruise line and uh also star star tours and captain eo but it, it seems like this is going to be mostly a look back and not like newsworthy is this something you're going to attend
2: um i don't think so just because like that's that's a, kind of like some of the collectible panels that's the kind of thing where like we'll if we hear about anything uh you know the news will come out about it and we'll probably cover it cover it that way but if i have time maybe maybe i will because we do like to cover theme park stuff and if they have anything big to announce, maybe, but I feel, I'm not really sure if there's anything like huge that they can announce at this point, you know, because like the, the land itself is kind of filled out. Like they're not going to like announce a new ride or anything. Are they? I
1: mean, they, they, they could, would they announce it here? I don't know.
2: Yeah. Cause like that's probably, they usually save that for like D23, right?
1: They, they do have an expansion pad for galaxy's edge uh, right next to smugglers run and above Oga. So that could happen someday. Yeah, I think it would be D twenty three, but I don't know. This looks like a look, like a look back, and then it's followed by a thirty five years in Star Tour of Star Tours Adventures, which I think is also a look back. Yeah, and then uh, let's and then play. They
2: could probably announce like maybe like exclusive like parks merch and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, you know what? I'd like to see them announce at Star Tours. It's like some new missions. Like we've been we've had every time I go on it, it's the Rise of Skywalker. Like uh, them in Ex- Exegol. And, uh, I mean, that's cool. It, it's a cool mission, and uh, you get Lando and all that stuff. But I, I want some new stuff. It, it's been a few years. So um, there's Let's Play Star Wars, a Galaxy of Cable Top Games. That's something that interests me. I don't think that's something uh, most people would be super excited about. And then they have uh, Behind the Audiobook, Making of the Audio Original Star Wars Adventure. Have you ever heard this, by the way? It was, like, on uh, – I, I forget who – actually produced the original Star Wars adventure, but it's like a radio play.
2: So I haven't heard all of this, but I remember when I was a kid and my mom worked at our local library, I could like always check out like DVDs and, and uh, well, videotapes at, at the time and then eventually DVDs, um, but like CDs and all that stuff. And I remember stumbling upon the audio drama, uh, dramatizations of Star Wars and they were they were a lot of fun.
1: Yeah. Um, Saturday is the big day. It starts out with Mando plus, um, a conversation with John Favreau and Dave Filoni. I think, I don't know anything, but I think people are expecting this to be like a look back at the making of the Mandalorian. And I mean, even the description says that it will have a look ahead at what's to come to me. Titling this panel Mando plus, you know it, it almost like Disney plus to me is like this panel is gonna be about the Mandalorian verse that they're building on Disney plus yeah, so gonna-
2: yeah, because the the shows that they are covering in the Lucasfilm uh studio panel are besides the Mandalorian, you know, it's Obi-Wan and it's Andor. And so that's yeah. not in their universe. So I, yeah, I feel like this would be the time to discuss like any new spinoffs and like any other news related to yeah. this, this part of the the timeline.
1: Yeah. Soka. maybe we'll learn more about that show and who's in it. Um, uh, are they did they completely scrap the other show that they was gonna be
2: they haven't scrapped Rangers of the New Republic but uh, I've also heard that like just just don't count on that happening <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah okay um so that's gonna be the big panel you're gonna be there I'll be there hopefully and uh hopefully they'll show some really cool stuff uh, because they're already in production on ahsoka they are finishing up mando season three is that correct I think I think so. Yeah, and um, and who knows what else they have going on because they they're they're very secretive over there. Um, do, do you have any other predictions of what we might see at the panel?
2: No, I, think, I don't think so. I think that pretty yeah. much pretty much covers it. Uh,
1: then they have behind the scenes of the Mandalorian book of Boba Fett. By the way, do you think we're going to get another book of Boba Fett, or do you think it's over?
2: I really don't know because like. Obviously, there's plenty that you can do with Boba Fett now, but I feel like maybe it's best to just tie him into Mandalorian stuff, especially considering how prominent Mando's role was towards the end of that season of Book of Boba Fett. So I don't know. I mean, maybe there's always a chance too, where like they'll they'll have a series that, you know, is like the Mandalorian and Boba Fett or something like that, you know, like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. (laughs) I want
1: to know what is I want to know the story behind the scenes of not only the Star Wars sequels but of, of what's going on in the Mandalorian verse because I would bet money that the book of Boba Fett was originally going to be part of Mandalorian season 3 and then they like were like let's you know that would be too good we could make money off that kind of thing yeah um because it it, it just seems like especially with the, the episodes that involve the Mandalorian it seems so integral to it, it almost seems like it's a Mandalorian season 2.5 um, but okay, uh, let's move on. Uh, Star Wars cosplay competition, which is going to be interesting because this year at at celebration, unless things have changed, I haven't looked recently, but uh, they're allow uh, they're requiring masks because of COVID, and they're not allowing costume masks. Which means if you're a stormtrooper, you're not allowed to wear your your stormtrooper helmet over your uh, surgical mask. Or N95 mask. So I'm wondering what the cosplay is going to be like this year at Celebration. Do you think it's going to be strange?
2: Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems weird, especially because there are so many helmeted, uh, you know, characters in the Star Wars yeah. universe. So, yeah, definitely. Or, or
1: even if they're not helmeted, like if you're a Gamorrean guard or... Do you I mean? Like there's so many, like, masks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to see a lot more of the cosplayers outside in front of the convention center, because that's where they'll they'll put on their full gear and take photos. Then actually inside, but it'll be interesting to see. Um, Star Wars Hunters, welcome to the greatest show in the galaxy. Uh, this is what is Star Wars Hunters? Isn't it's like a one of those like four by four arena combat games or something. Yeah,
2: it's. Uh, I'm I'm really familiar with this kind of like gameplay, but yeah, it's it's some it's some kind of video game
1: yeah yeah I think we're we're gonna not learn anything about that and or not care about that or not mention it ever again <laughs> um uh tales of the jedi this is a project that like was kind of leaked when they Lucasfilm released their um holiday gifts for the casting crew that works over there. This is the logo that was on there. it wasn't supposed to get out there officially Lucasfilm has still not announced this project. But there's a panel at Celebration on Saturday. It's introducing Tales of the Re- of the Jedi, an animated anthology shorts. Uh, the panel's hosted by Amy Radcliffe and with special guest Dave Filoni. Do you know anything about this? Do you do you have any uh, predictions?
2: No, not at all. Just more yeah. curious than anything, I guess.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it's going to be like little like short and anthology like episodes of like seeing like what Luke Skywalker was up to in between Return of the Jedi and and uh uh Force Awakens and stuff like that I think it would be like fun to see like these little adventures that we didn't to fill in the gaps and stuff um and then we have Doug Chang designing the Mandalorian Doug Chang is basically like Ralph Mc- what Ralph McQuarrie was for the original trilogy Doug Chang has been there for the prequels and the sequels and the Mandalorian and if he, he's all over the art of books and uh That'll be a cool panel, but I don't think they're going to – do you think it will reveal
2: anything? Probably not.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Marvel Star Wars comics. So even though there's a publishing panel the day before, there's also a comics panel. There's an IMC-3PO panel with (laughs) Anthony Daniels. He comes out. He's going to have his suit. Jacket on. He's gonna take. I'm telling you this right now, Brad. He has a suit jacket, and then he's gonna take his suit jacket off, and the inside of the suit jacket's gold. And he's gonna put it back on, and he's gonna. He's now gonna have a gold suit jacket, and he's gonna make the same jokes he makes every year at celebration. But <laughs> they're funny. At least they're funny. I don't know. So uh, there's that. Uh, if you've seen one Anthony Daniels panel, you've seen them all.
2: He's a very, uh, a very charming gentleman.
1: Yes, he's an, a very nice guy. But uh, yeah, he he had he's like one of those guys like. You know, he tells his stories, and the stories are the same every time. Um, uh, Del Delray behind the scenes. Uh, so there, uh, this is some other books like their Brotherhood, Shadow of the Sith, Princess and the Scoundrel. So they're going to talk about that on Sunday. Star Wars: The Bad Batch season two. Brad, have you seen The Bad Batch season one?
2: I have not seen The Bad Batch season one.
1: I have not seen it either. I I I watched the first two episodes. I gave up on it um it didn't look bad like it didn't look like star wars resistance but i just wasn't compelled to keep watching it
2: yeah so i i i have been i haven't been averse to the animated side of star wars stuff but i just haven't really kept up with it very well um so it's not for a lack of curiosity it's more so just a, a lack of time because there's just so many things other stuff that i have to watch that take up more time um but but yeah, we'll, we we will have somebody else covering this though, somebody who is much more uh, knowledgeable on the animated stuff than I am. So we'll have we'll have coverage of uh, that panel on Sunday.
1: Cool. Uh, then we have a look back at Star Wars Visions. Uh, do you think they will announce a se- a second season, or is it even a season because it's like an anthology series? I don't, I'm not even sure how you describe it. Yeah. Second version of volume two. I
2: guess it would still be uh, a, a second season, you know, because it's yeah, because they do that with the other. There's some anthology shows on Netflix where they say that they're new seasons. So, yeah.
1: But call call me at a look back. I'm guessing it's mostly going to be a look back. Uh, wonderful World of Wookiees. Uh, I mean, that would be fun. It has uh, the new Chewbacca uh, Jonas and um, uh, also the guy that plays Chris Hanton in um, the Book of Boba Fett and Charles Soule, who is behind the High Republic Wookiee Jedi. So uh, that could be a fun panel. Uh, And it's going to have a tribute to Peter Mayhew. Uh, Star Wars, Clone Wars, The Siege of Mandalore screening. um, And uh, Dave Filoni is going to be there, Carrie Beck. So, I mean, that'll be fun for Clone Wars fans, but nothing like hugely eventful. Behind the scenes, the, the creatures of Return of the Jedi um i love the creatures of return of the jedi brad but i'm not sure if i care about this panel
2: i mean i feel like there could be some interesting behind the scenes details that come out of it for people who are just like really hardcore into that kind of stuff you know whether it's the creation of the like the actual wardrobes and like makeup prosthetics and suits and that kind of stuff so it it could be interesting
1: yeah and then Star Wars Celebration always ends with a celebration or celebration closing ceremony. Uh, it's this one-hour kind of you gather together, uh, you know, Warwick, Warwick Davis hosts it or, you know, someone. It doesn't say here, but I'm guessing it's going to be someone like that. And it, it features special guests, weekend highlights, and much more in the send-off. You won't want to miss is what they say. And every time at Star Wars Celebration, I think we expect there to be like some kind of like last – like a big like reveal or some kind of like thing to like, you know, you know, one more thing like Apple used to do, mm-hmm. but it, it it's usually just like kind of uh, uh, what Walt Disney would call a kiss good night. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like a, you know, a delightful like ending.
2: Yeah. Star Wars celebration is usually pretty straightforward at the top of like getting all the big stuff out of the way and then just letting fans do just whatever they want to the rest of the weekend. <laughs>
1: Is there anything that you, you wanted to see at Celebration that you don't think we're going to see?
2: Um, Gosh, that's a good question. I mean, I, I would have loved it if, you know, there was you know anything to show from any of the new movies that are in the works right now but the the timeline simply just doesn't allow for it you know so yeah that's that's really the only thing but at the same time i'm i'm glad that they're not rushing it and i would prefer that they take their time to figure out what they want to do with this next era of star wars rather than just putting stuff out there just because they want to fill a void so i'm i'm fine if they just hold back and they're figuring their stuff out
1: i agree with you i just you know, I'm 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 happy about the Star Wars TV shows. It means we're getting more Star Wars than we'll ever get. Do you know what I mean? Like there's more hours of the Mandalorian than there are all of the rest of Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> like or live action Star Wars, I should say. So like I'm happy getting as much Star Wars as we're getting with TV. I just Star Wars to me is meant to be seen on the big screen and be like this big event that like we all get excited for. And I, I can't wait for that to happen again.
2: You know, it's It's kind of strange to me that I that like Disney hasn't taken advantage of, of this, of like the present, uh, how big Star Wars is to like do some kind of like special uh, big screen debut for a limited time for like at least the season and series premieres for these shows. You yeah. know, I feel like you could have some really cool uh events at like select theaters around the country for for fans who want to see this stuff on the big screen I think that would be really cool.
1: I think movie theaters could make some really good money if they were allow- allowing them to do like day and date or maybe like you know, the just, Thursday before the Friday that yeah, just like a, Obi-
2: a day or a week before like the actual streaming premiere, like just go put like put it in theaters exclusively for, for that time and then and then premiere it on streaming. I, I, I'm sure part of it is it's probably expensive to do that. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think it would be cool. But the I
1: don't know. I, I know we're we're already going long, Brad, but I want to get sidetracked on this for one second. I just saw Chippendale Rescue Rangers last night at the the world premiere. I got to see it in the theater.
2: Oh, lucky!
1: And I'm so pissed off that people are not going to experience it in this way. This movie, like the whole audience, was laughing the entire time, and it's one of those like I'm not like every movie needs to be released in the theater. I I do like the theatrical experience, but there's something about a good comedy and being in a in a room with a lot of people that are you're sharing that humor. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, I'm so disappointed that Disney is not, not even having like one screening of that. Yeah. You know, publicly. So anyways, okay. As I said, we're going luck. So uh, is there any merch? I know they do, they do a lot of exclusive Merch for Star Wars celebrations? Is there anything you're particularly excited for?
2: You know, everything that I've seen as far as the celebration exclusives are concerned, I haven't seen anything that like I am like, I really like need to go out of my way to get. I did see one cool thing that I I will probably get. Um, is they have these cool metal coasters that look like uh, the Beskar plates from yeah. Mandalorian. I think I'll probably get those. But the one thing that I want actually isn't part of Celebration, but it'll be happening during Celebration uh, at Disneyland Parks. And on uh, that's on May 27th. They're releasing uh, a, an actual Camtono, which is that little prop that was formerly an ice cream maker that was turned into some kind of container that... The character known as Wilro Hood is carrying as he's running through Bespin in *The Empire Strikes Back*. It has since been turned into a Beskar holder in *The Mandalorian*. It's what Werner Herzog uh, presents Mando with, and, and inside of it is a bunch of Beskar. So they're actually releasing one of those as a, a Disney Park exclusive item, and I definitely want to try to get my hands on that.
1: By the way, at the at celebration, they're releasing a purse version of it, <laughs> like a, a it's, soft it's, purse. Version.
2: It's, a, it's a cooler bag, actually. Or
1: cool, or is it a cooler bag? Okay, yeah. I didn't read the description, but uh, that that I've been waiting for someone to make a replica of this, and I've seen video footage of it. It's cool; like you actually have to like put in a certain sequence to unlock it, and it, like the lights go on. And you can actually you
2: can actually apparently set your own combination for it. That's, yeah, so that's pretty cool.
1: There's so much good merch coming out in Galaxy's Edge. I am just um uh, have you seen any of the like the the new stuff that has recently come out like they have um a replica of the the baby sarlacc container that's in Doc Ondars and basically it's a bank that you can like feed your coins to the sarlacc.
2: That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. I don't know, they're just coming out with such like fun event uh, inventive Stuff and
2: I'm very excited, uh, to get I I get to go back to Galaxy's Edge, uh, during Star Wars Celebration uh, because I i went during the soft open, uh, with you and Kitra, and that was that was fantastic.
1: Oh, that was during the soft, yeah, but
2: I haven't been back since Rise of Resistance opened, so I'm very excited to be able to finally get to do that, and especially since it's happening on a Disney during Disneyland after dark.
1: Oh, dude. You're gonna love Rise of the Resistance. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on that. Um, Before we get to uh, Disneyland after Star Wars uh, night, Disneyland after dark, Star Wars night, I did want to say that the, the one thing I'm excited for merch wise is they have the Frog Lady from Mandalorian season two. They have a plush of the Frog Lady.
2: It is very cute.
1: Yeah. A lot of the merch seems like it's Attack of the Clones celebrating the anniversary and i'm just not like
2: yeah they have some cool t-shirt designs that i i liked but like the there wasn't any like cool like collectible or like decorative kind of stuff that i was excited about this this year yeah. so i'm a little disappointed but maybe there's more they haven't revealed maybe there'll be some other cool stuff we'll see
1: did Did you see the tatooine sand zen garden
2: no That's i didn't, like I didn't uh... see that <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's of a uh, uh, Skywalker hut, like uh, the, the homestead, and there's sand, and there's like a little rake, and uh, like the whole base of it has like a uh, Anakin's rant about why he doesn't like sand. That's right. but it's funny. Um, anyways, okay, so you're going to Star Wars night at Disneyland. They they did this on May third and fourth, but they're also doing this during celebration. And this is kind of like an after hours event. Now, Pete, yeah, where... Peter,
2: tell me, like explain this, like not just for everybody, but for me too, because I'm not as big of a theme park, not as like you or, eight, or even <laughs> Jacob, but like, as I understand it, this, these kind of events are pretty hard to get tickets for and they do some really cool stuff.
1: Oh yeah. They, they sell out really fast. Um, it's been sold out for, you know, since I think the first day the tickets went on sale or something like that. And basically during these after hour events, they bring out characters that they haven't had out for years or maybe never in the parks, maybe just for promotional. So like when you go into the parks on main street, you'll get to meet some of the characters from star Wars rebels, the clone wars, uh, going down main street. There's going to be like a projection of like stars and hyperspace on, uh, the main street buildings. Uh, there's, they have a star Wars fireworks show, which is incredible. It's an, like, I'm not even a huge, like, oh, you need to see this fireworks show, but this is a great fireworks show and they're literally doing it three times just for, you know, these events Awesome! and yeah, on the river of America there, they have the cantina band. They're on like a raft playing music. There's exclusive food everywhere. Um, the funniest piece of food that I think we got was this ice cream on main street. That was like a Grogu's snack or something like that. And I, I forgot it was like a, I forget what flavor ice cream it was, but it literally had, <laughs> it, it had the macaroon from the Mandalorian, that blue macaroon, right? Oh, nice the macaron. It had a chicken nugget in it. <laughs> because- which i don't even think is like a star wars thing yeah right? it's, Isn't it's it like it's, a it's, meme
2: yeah it's like a meme thing like uh, some of like the cute like uh images of grogu have people have paired with with chicky nuggies
1: <laughs> yeah so it just had all this random stuff inside it had a oh, uh a gummy frog i don't know It was just like the most random like like as if grogu made this ice cream thing but uh you get to meet the ewoks that haven't been out uh you know since the you know 90s probably and their costumes have not been updated since then and they look horrifying and will but uh, there's lots of lines Brad I gotta warn you there's lots of lines for everything so pick your battles
2: I will do and, my best uh, I'm definitely gonna I know you have a video about the stuff that's going on so I'm definitely gonna yeah. watch that Ordinary Adventures thing so I can just yeah. figure out what I want to do and where I want to go
1: yeah you know what? I'll link that in the show notes if anybody wants to see that and wants to see what Star Wars Nights like uh, they also have like a lightsaber meetup in Galaxy's Edge where it, it it just looks pretty cool, and um, yeah, there's just tons. There's tons of characters that you wouldn't normally be able to get photos with. Uh, if if you're not a character greeting type guy, all this month, not even just in Star Wars Night, they're doing hyperspace mountain where they're turning star uh, space mountain into hyperspace mountain, and it's in my opinion the superior version of the ride. So you gotta you gotta experience that. Uh, but yeah. Um, uh, Okay, well we've gone really long. Is there anything on the show floor you're looking forward to? Do we even know what's? Yeah, the show that's floor?
2: that's actually the biggest mystery right now. Is I don't even know like what there is to like be excited about on the show floor. You know, like last year I didn't even know that they were going to be like previewing Vader Immortal until we got invited to cover it. The one thing that we did know about, um, not last year but in 2019 that uh, we paid close attention to was they hadn't opened Galaxy's Edge yet, and they had a preview every day there was new merch that they were going to have on sale. Um, so maybe, maybe they'll have that. Maybe they'll preview new stuff for galaxy's edge. Uh, but yeah, we really, really don't know what they're going to have in the show for. And they usually also have some kind of like secret stealthy reveal of like a prop or like a vehicle or something like that, that we haven't seen. Like in 2019, they had uh, one of the, the speeder bikes from that desert chase in rise of Skywalker was on display. And so they'll, they'll bring in stuff like that, that uh, you have to just like be on the lookout for basically.
1: Oh yeah and also in the the Force Awakens year was the first year they had like a a display of all like the costumes and stuff maybe even Rey's speeder bike I can't remember but it was the it was before we got to see like many of these things it's like seeing the costumes before you got to see even the, the clips of some of these things yeah. in in the so it's kind of cool uh so I don't know. I'm sure Slash Home is going to cover some of the stuff on the show floor, the newsworthy stuff, uh, but it's going to be probably mostly news from the panels and stuff like that. Uh, Over on Ordinary Adventures, the YouTube channel that I co host, I'm probably going to be covering mostly stuff on the show floor. So if you want to see what the show floor is like, what kind of products and what kind of uh, weird opportunity, you know, uh, photo ops and all that kind of stuff, cosplay. I'm going to be covering it there, and I, I'm also going to be th- uh, there the whole weekend. Well, both of us are going to be there, there the whole uh, the whole con, not the whole weekend. It starts on well, Thursday. Well,
2: I'm, I'm I'll actually be leaving uh, Saturday like early ah. early early evening, so I won't I won't be there Sunday, but yeah, I'll be there every other okay. day.
1: Okay. Well, for the majo- majority of it, um, uh, ordinary adventures is part of a creator meetup, a Star Wars creator meetup on Saturday, May 28th at 2 p.m. outside the convention center, north of the large fountain. If you follow me on social media, I'll, I'll put a graphic up where you can go. But um, there's a lot of Star Wars creators. If you follow other Star Wars creators, they're, they're probably going to be there. So if you want to come uh, meet me, uh, uh, you could do so then. But I'll be all over the place. So if you see me, say hi. If you see Brad, don't bother him. He's working. <laughs> no, uh, I'm sure you're fine with people coming. Yeah, up to absolutely. You. Yeah, feel free. okay well you can find more of all of our work at last look forward to our star wars celebration coverage next week on the site this podcast is published on apple google overcast spotify all the popular podcast apps please feel free to send your feedback questions comments concerns to peter at social.com and please rate and read this podcast on apple podcasts tell your friends spread the word just like my dogs are we'll see you tomorrow